you are the expert on you. So not letting others define your wellness. It doesn't have to look like running a marathon. It just has to look like a little bit better than yesterday. It's the little changes that create the big change. This is Spartan Speak. Hello, and welcome to Spartan Speak, a new podcast created by UNCG Alumni Gold Council. The Gold Council is a group of alumni who graduated from UNCG in the last decade, and of course, the young at heart. My name is Yubisela Aranda Sandoval, and I am an alumna of Class of 2017. Um, Hi, my name is Stephanie Milroy, and I received my degree from UNCG in community health education in 2004, and then my master's of public health education from UNCG in 2006. Currently, I am still here at UNCG in um, the role of employee wellness director for Healthy UNCG, again, which is our employee wellness program here at the university. Welcome, Stephanie. I'm glad to have you here. And we also have Beth, who is on the phone. Yes, thank you so much for having me and for dealing with my poor audio quality. My name is Beth Hansen. I graduated with my undergrad in 2011 and my master's in 2014. Um, my degrees were in kinesiology, exercise physiology. I am currently self-employed and a personal trainer and mobility specialist. I work in a couple gyms here in Greensboro, and I also offer um, income services as well. Wow. I know, Stephanie, you stay busy here on campus. Mm -hmm. And Beth, it sounds like you are absolutely busy Mm -hmm. outside. (laughs) (laughs) I am in between clients right now, yes. I heard you were at the park, right? Yes, yes. I'm in Fisher Park in my car recording this. I had a 4.30 client, and I have another 6 o'clock client as well. Wow. Wow. Well, let's like dive into our questions. Uh, thanks again for introducing yourself. This is great. Um, it's We're so glad to have you. How did UNCG affect your career? UNCG affected my career uh, in more ways than I can probably list, but just to start, I didn't even know that I could major in exercise and sports science, which is what it was when I was there, um, until I showed up on campus and I was an undecided freshman. I didn't really have anything else to do, so I just kept going to the gym and met some really awesome people that way. And those really awesome people told me, like, you can major in this. You're spending all your time here. You're obviously passionate about it. I got my undergrad and sort of didn't really know what to do for another year, and I figured UNCG had done right by me the first time, and so I came back and got a little bit more of a grasp on what it is that I'm excited about, what it is that I'm good at, what it is that I'm not so good at, and now I've got a full career, um, which is crazy as a personal trainer. Um, most of my clients are either associated with UNCG or, or actually employed by UNCG. So quite honestly, without uh, without that connection to the university, I, I wouldn't have the career that I do now. I would say it's very similar with my situation um, in what Beth just described, is that there were so many great experiences that I had here at UNCG um, and in the School of Health and Human Sciences um, as a student, but probably what impacted me the most um, and eventually you know what led me to the job and the career that I'm in now were the relationships that I was able to build here 
um, obviously with with other you know peers and things, but really with the the faculty in the School of HHS. That's what really stands out in my mind and confirmed my decision to pursue graduate school here as well. Um, I remember coming to UNCG as a high schooler and touring the campus. And at the time, it was a little bit smaller school, but um, um, you could walk around and talk to other you know, departments and majors and kind of figure out where you wanted to be. And I remember going up and talking to the folks in public health education, which eventually became what I majored in. And they were truly genuinely interested in me as a person. And they weren't necessarily trying to sell me on their major, but they wanted to know about me as a person and if this was the right fit. And they really tr guided me and mentored me from day one, like even before I even thought to apply. Um, so that made a big impact. And then, you know, eventually I had a great uh, undergraduate experience in public health education. It's what led me to apply to the MPH program here. And then it was those same faculty members and professors and mentors that I met here at UNCG that eventually connected me to my first job and then what brought me back to UNCG in my current role with employee wellness. Um, and then I met my husband in the program as well. So, I mean, I really owe a lot to the university. Um, it's just brought a lot of great things in my life, both professionally and personally. Well, I definitely learned a lot of really practical things in my in my profession, but I, I learned the, the biggest thing that I learned is something that I think you, you could probably take away from any of the departments at UNCG, and that is really just to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, people that have been doing this for longer, that have the experience, that are still passionate about what you're passionate about. And the, the more that you surround yourself with these types of people, like the faculty that I encountered um, all through my time at UNCG was absolutely invaluable. And it's something that I still regularly seek. Nice. I agree. I think they continue to look out for you beyond your years here at UNCG. I think when you make those connections and continue to um, invest in those and check in, um, it's been the same for me, and it sounds like for Beth too, is that you never know where those relationships are going to lead you. So uh, that's something to me that really stands out about UNCG is that they really are genuinely interested in you as a person and what happens beyond your years as a student. So what are some quick health tips for our alumni that you would have? Well, for, for us, we, we often say you are the expert on you. So not letting others define your wellness. And I think, especially now more than ever, it's easy to be influenced by what other people are doing, what your friends are doing, what's popular right now, what the ads that you get on Instagram or Facebook are promoting um, or the media. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of the tips that we give is to look for those people and opportunities that will support you in achieving the wellness that you desire. And also just being realistic about the stage of life that you're in and recognizing that wellness covers many dimensions and it's always changing. So, you know, don't, don't be so easily influenced and look for those opportunities that are realistic and that are going to work for you. I would agree. I love that, Stephanie. That's, that's, <laughs> if I could just put a, put a bow on that and deliver it to my clients, that is fabulous. The, the way that I like to describe it is I always encourage my folks to put pennies in the jar. So you can think about going for a run or maybe you go to a boot camp class two days a week. Think of that like, that's your $5 bill, that's your $10 bill. You've got those to put in the piggy bank sometimes, but you've always got a little bit of pocket change to throw in the piggy bank, okay? Pocket change looks like parking further away at the party mm -hmm. or not getting cheese when you normally get cheese and chips and all these things. It's those little 
tangible choices that add up to a really big thing. It, it doesn't have to look like running a marathon. It just has to look like a little bit better than yesterday. Yeah, I, I complete. I can completely relate to that. Um, several. About a year ago, I wanted to start something, and I didn't know what to start. And um, I started off by running. So now I'm an expected mother, expecting mother, and um, I've had people tell me, "Well, you shouldn't be running anymore," but it feels good to me, and I continue doing it because it's it's what I I enjoy. It was my free time, my me time. And so um, I completely agree with both of you. Like, you should do you, mm-hmm. what you are most comfortable with, what you, your body tells you, and um, trust yourself, trust your gut. So that's awesome. Thank you, ladies. Um, the best exercise program is the one that you'll stick to. I get mm-hmm. asked this question all the time. What's the best program? What's the best diet? Yeah. Yeah. The one that you will stick to. And not overlooking basics. I'm going to throw Beth out for a bit because – she and I actually had the pleasure of meet, sitting down and talking with her a few weeks ago. And one interesting thing about Beth is that, that it's more of that functional fitness. And you, you will be able to explain this better than me, so I'm going to let you take this. But, you know, we oftentimes skip to something, like, major. Um, I'm going to start working out. I'm just going to go right in there. And, you know, I think we talked about, like, I'm going to join some kind of yoga Pilates class and just contort my body in all types of ways. And that's a great – yoga is great exercise. Pilates is a great exercise. But there's – there's, there's like the fundamentals of fitness, and Beth, you, you take this and tell me where I'm going wrong with it, but she puts it so much better. But that has stuck with me no, since our meeting. You are on the money, listening to your body, and some we aren't all always able to listen to our body all the time. You know, some, we're really, really good at putting those things out of our mind and you know um, pushing through. But if if you don't if you don't have the prerequisites, if if your knees don't function like a normal knee, and you go to do a squat you're going to get injured and then you're not going to stick to that exercise program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, this leads perfectly into our next question. How do you recommend approaching overall wellness today? My overall approach is keep it simple. If I could stress one thing to, to, to everybody, it, it would be that it does not have to look like a big change. It really, really doesn't. Your goals can go all the way to a marathon. You could be an ultra marathon runner. You can be a cyclist. At the end of the day, you need your body to be well. And if we're all shooting for wellness, then that's going to look more like a simple healthy choices that add up to a big thing. My philosophy focuses more on making things accessible. Having um, a grandmother be able to get up and down off the floor to play with her first grandson Mm -hmm. is more of my focus than having a, um, I don't know, a track athlete run a mile really fast or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I would agree with what Beth is saying too. Like the whole it's, it's oftentimes we tell our, our employees we work with and, and folks that come to us for advice or resources that it's the little changes that create the big change. It's not jumping all into a big change oftentimes. And, and like you just mentioned, it's those little things that we can do or add into our life or take away or whatever it is, depending on which, which goal we're working on, that, that lead to those big changes. So starting out small and manageable and then building on that. Could you guys give us like an example of somebody that you've, you know, knew nothing about and they came 
to you for advice. Um, what has been something that you've seen with some, some of the people that you've worked with? Uh, here at the university, I see a lot of employees, including myself, that we come in and we're a bit overwhelmed by even the idea of like where to start, where to go. And, um, you know, we try tackling everything at once. And so, you know, that's kind of been my approach to wellness is, is to not try tackling everything at once and that recognizing that wellness is multidimensional. So one of the tools that that I personally use for myself and we use with our um, employees and our um, participants and things is a tool. It's a health coaching tool, but I find it really useful. It's called the Wheel of Life, and it's basically this assessment tool that covers the eight dimensions of wellness, um, and it allows you to sort of place value on the various aspects of wellness. And so you kind of place a value on where you feel like you currently are, where realistic, where realistically you would be happy at, and it, it starts to create that visual of, okay, well, you know, this is an area that I can tackle. I'm almost where I want to be. Let's start there. I'm, I'm already here, or this is where I'm interested in, or this is where I have the most room to grow. Maybe I want to start here. Um, but for me, it's nice, and for a lot of our clients, to be able to lay that out and really look at everything and prioritize how, where to start, and then how each of those areas of wellness work together. Stephanie, I love that. 80% of my folks will come in with, you know, a goal. Whatever that goal may be, maybe they want to lose weight, maybe they want to do a race, maybe whatever it is. And over time and through conversations and getting to know this person, we both sort of start to uncover these threads that need to be tugged on, that need to be unraveled. I have um, a, a client right now who is, uh, struggling to lose weight, and she was speaking to her doctor about it, and her doctor um, recommended medication, and this particular client said, you know, I'm, I'm really not there yet. I, I, don't, I don't have the skill set to not emotionally eat. So if you just put me on medication, we're going to put a Band-Aid on the problem. We're not actually going to fix the problem, and the problem is my emotional eating. And that's those are those threads that we have to pull on and we have to find as practitioners for for people to actually be well. And sometimes we need somebody else to look at us and pull on those threads a little bit. So what are some ways that you stay motivated to keep exercising post the new year or after the standard exercising uh, regimen? I try to look for opportunities to, to exercise in non-conventional ways. So for me, I'm at a different point in my life with working full-time. I have three kids. I'm also expecting another baby. And so life is really busy. And so the the exercise regimen that maybe I kept 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago, it changes a lot. So now I look for opportunities to be active with my children, with my family. When can we do things together? And then also scheduling time for me and looking at it not so much as exercise or physical activity, but more as self-care. And so that could look different on different days. Some days I might feel like going for a walk and other days it might be getting out aggression somehow on weights or in the gym, or it could be really um, finding mind, you know, peace and mindfulness and balance by you know, taking a meditation or deep breathing class. But um, just trying to match what I'm currently interested in, what that stage of life that I'm in with physical activity has been what's worked for me to keep me motivated. What's important to me is not beating myself up about it. I spent so long as I was a chubby, chubby kid. I was over. I was over 200 pounds as a teenager, um, and I was just constantly beating myself up. And the moment I just let it go, that's that's when everything clicked for me. 
you know, and sometimes it starts to unclick and I have to reclick it. But yeah. if you keep yourself honest, with especially with a, with a daily routine, that has really been the ticket for me. So pushing the reset button is a-okay. Absolutely. I do it two or three times a week on a bad week. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the hardest things that I have found um, for myself to stay motivated is as our bodies are changing and our lifestyles are changing is, you know, how do I, because when I think of exercise, it was more like I need to come home sweat mm-hmm. and just drenched and tired and um, that feel good. And it doesn't always mm-hmm. feel that way. Like, you're, you're Put the pennies old. in the jar. It doesn't always yeah. have to be a five dollar bill. Right, right, right. And you know, sometimes it's like, did I work? Did I work out? <laughs> and yeah. then but you, you get... moved your body, and I think that's where we have to change the way we shift our mindset on. Right. What is exercise? What is physical activity? It's, right. You know, <laughs> getting back to the basics. Mm-hmm. No, I can. Not to get all sciencey with everything, but have we? Have you all seen the research that's come out about? Um, folks that sit all day and then do 30 minutes of exercise like the weekend warrior types mm-hmm. i haven't yeah. so so essentially it, it all exercise is good exercise to sum this up very loosely every bit of movement that you do matters but if you're going to if you're not moving consistently you are doing your body a disservice mm-hmm. by sitting for that long of a period of time and not moving and not getting your blood flow going and then just working out for 30 minutes it's a good thing but it could be better if you could just take a loop around the building once every couple of hours or in between meetings and then you still have your workout and it doesn't even feel like you've added that much into the day but you put those couple of pennies in throughout your day you're in your five-dollar workout suddenly you're at 8.50 for the day and look, That's Beth, you just event. motivated us. Yeah, you what did. You did. What the <laughs> listeners can't see is that as Beth, we're talking, we're all sitting around a table and we're like, oh gosh, we need to move. So we're standing up. Some of us are dancing. Day. Some are, da- uh, yeah. Yes, we are all <laughs> moving right now. So. That's right. Good reminder, good motivator. Mm-hmm. So here, our last question. Um, do you have any other advice that you'd like to share t- uh, with our listeners? I'll go ahead and go. Um, I think as an alum, um, the advice I would give to your listeners is to never take your experience here at UNCG for granted. Um, we often don't get the opportunity to really reflect on where your life might be without your alma mater. And, you know, when I was asked to, to come in and do this podcast with you all, the questions that you presented were really nice to be able to have the opportunity to reflect. So I really encourage other listeners too to think about some of the questions that you asked us tonight and then, you know, think about it for yourself. And it's really affirming, like, you know, why – why we're here, why UNCG, why we still choose UNCG and come back to UNCG and support it. Thank you, ladies. I think this this is wonderful to hear that, you know, even you're wanting to give back because you believe in what UNCG has given you guys, the tools. Um, so um, I am right with you. So thank you. Thank you. Hey listeners, I know you're probably hearing a new voice. My name is Dorian Thompson. I'm an assistant director of alumni engagement, and now I am filling in to host the game UNCG Factor Fiction for Miss UB because she's going to play and Miss Beth had to leave to be with a client. 
so she can put this UNCG health and wellness into work. So we're going to begin the game. So I'll explain UNCG Factor Fiction to you guys. Um, Basically, I'm going to read a statement aloud. You'll have a few seconds to tell me if you think this is fact or fiction. You guys ready? Yeah. Here we go. All right. Okay. Number one. Uh, the UNCG Kaplan Center provides a special discount for UNCG employees and alumni. Fact or fiction? Fact. 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 You guys, you know, just, it's too easy. So that was, yes, <laughs> indeed a fact. My is currently moved over there, so I got a little, little cheat on that. <laughs> so, yes, the uh, Kaplan Center memberships are available for UNC. Greensboro faculty, staff, and alumni. Um, and I think, is there a community discount as well? Or there just is for the Glenwood community. Um, I, I think it's just Glenwood at, right, at this point. Right, I think point, so. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for um, a plus one for uh, faculty or staff, too. Or family right. memberships. You're exactly that, right. Just lots of options. Yeah. Great. And currently enrolled students may also sponsor one additional person right. for a membership. Mm-hmm. Um, individual passes can be up to $30 cheaper than a regular membership. So, listeners, you can visit our website or contact Requel at uncg.edu for more information. All right, ready? Number two. Pets are permitted on the UNCG shuttle that transports guests to UNCG's Piney Lake. Fact or fiction? I'd say fiction. Yeah, but fiction. Unless they were service animals, but I could be, I have no idea. Fiction. You know, when I wrote this, and think about service animals. But right now, you're yeah. right. It's fiction. It's fiction. It's okay. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so acquired in 1956, Piney Lake has been a getaway for health and wellness for UNCG. And you are able to bring your furry guest, for guest, not including your pets, to UNCG's Piney Lake. But they can't ride the shuttle. You have to use your personal vehicle and have them leashed um, for their time at the lake. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, with a Kaplan Pass, you can visit with your guest once a month, unless it's closed for winter weather. But, yeah, and Piney Lake is now open for the season, I think, officially as of the 16th. Yes. Yay. So, go out to the lake, have a picnic. Yes. All right, and the last one. So, UNCG HHS, uh, the Department of Kinesiology, was originally named the Department of Calisthenics. UNCG fact or fiction? It's had many names, so. Been here a long time, but not that long. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know. know. We'll say. Doo, 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 doo. I'm going to say fiction. I don't know why. But. I'll go with your answer, too. Fiction. My goodness, you were with me when I, like, wrote yeah. this, weren't you? No, like, I, spirit or something? <laughs> Always, Dorian. <laughs> I'm talking a little spirit animal over there. You're right. It is fiction. But okay. it has had many names. Uh, back in the Women's College era of UNCG we had a department of physical education mm-hmm. which later changed the name to exercise and sports science before kinesiology okay. so that was actually given to us by one of our fellow alums that was on this podcast Emily Britt which is really yes. neat um, and she told She's us great. to give her a plug so first of all thank you thank you Emily and then follow y- at UNCG Ken on Instagram and Twitter for more facts and information on the UNCG department of kinesiology cool all right you guys were like an 18 yeah we're setting the bar high 
So Nailed good luck to all the other podcasters <laughs> that are to come. Know, you guys just need like a cool team name. You already got the little and handshake together. And we have pregnancy together. brain. Like this is, we should get extra hey. points for, yeah, for acing this quiz. If this was a class, I mean like. I'm telling you. You'd be super top of class. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for participating. Thank you, Dorian. I'll let Thank Miss you. Judy close it out. All right. Well, we hope you and our listeners can share more about staying fit in the new year and have learned more about our health and wellness programs at UNCG through our quirky trivia. Beth and Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us in this conversation. For alumni who are interested in getting involved, the UNCG Office of Alumni Engagement has information on programs at alumni.uncg.edu. Give us a follow or a shout out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at UNCG Alumni Accounts. You can now listen to us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Guys. <laughs> Thank you.